The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining me is my good pal, Dr. Feelgood himself, Mr. Jason Kupsik. What is cracking, Playboy? Oh, I've spent all day working on the conference this this year. Dude, it's coming along. Yeah, I mean, we have we have 15 or 16 different speaking slots, Yeah, and I have over 25 interested speakers so we there got go. that covered yeah you're uh pooping in tall cotton so to speak <laughs> right got a, got a new venue yeah tell us tell us about this place just a little bit here man like it looked awesome the pictures you showed me it looks really cool so it's a masonic lodge and uh if for the people that came last year this place is about twice the size but they're split up in rooms so the uh, different rooms so the speakers will be in one room ah. T- the tables in the kitchen will be in the other room so that they won't be talking over the people at the tables very nice very very nice dude this is gonna be and fun. the place itself is supposed to be haunted oh seriously it's supposed to be yeah they've had a couple investigations there apparently so do we get to investigate this place? Yeah, we're going to have the guided investigation there. We're just still working out all the details. I literally just booked the place the other day. so You need to get on this shit. No, I'm joking. We got four months, I think. Four months? Yeah, four months. Yeah. So Yeah. Not bad, man. Not bad at all. Shit. You've been busy, huh? Yeah, I mean, I updated the website sent out emails to everybody in the newsletter list nice. booked all the speakers uh, all kinds of fun stuff so good sauce my friend proud of you I'm proud of you oh my god I was kind of stoked I had uh, today off um, pretty amazing I've got Friday off too and then I've got Monday and Tuesday off as well like, I'm pretty stoked over here so I got to work three days this week. It's gonna be it's uh, it's gonna be tough. So you're be... off tomorrow? No, fuck no, no. I, I got to work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of this week, but I get Friday off, and then I get the following Monday, Tuesday off. So, I'm were you busy today? I could have came up today. Um, today, let's see. I got up early. Did the whole uh, workout exercise bullshit, and then I deep cleaned the living room carpet. I we got some new sheets, <laughs> so yeah, I uh, washed the sheets. I got those put on the bed. It's been a day, man. It's been a day. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. And then I did, uh, man. I've been doing a fuck load of work. 
on uh, a couple new trailers that I'm going to have coming out really, really soon. Um, what else? So that was that was the majority of the day was uh, computer computer shit. So that was the majority of the day. But yeah, not much, man. Not a lot going on. It's kind of nice. Kind of nice. What else? Let me see what we got here. I'm gonna kill that. Perfecto. That might help with the signal a little bit too. All right. So, my friend, what do you have for yeah. us for uh, for new and interesting news? I got the the headline here is quite crazy. I haven't read the article yet, but yeah. I'm sure. Hopefully, it's just as crazy as the headline. Let's do it. Accused of murder in Zimbabwe. Okay. (laughs) This comes from Zimbabwe News Online via Coast to Coast. Sure. Um, A bizarre story out of Zimbabwe. The mysterious drowning death of two young boys is being blamed on a mermaid attack. Sons of bitches. According to media reports, the strange incident occurred as the children were herding cattle near a dam and spotted the mermaid in the water. Wow. Thinking it was a fish, the boys attempted to catch it, but unfortunately they turned out to be the prey as the creature snatched them and dragged them underwater. Initially... What? Nothing. Just keep going. (laughs) Initially... The, it appears the mermaid was only toying with the children and resurfaced with them while the kids were still alive. However, by that time, the parents had arrived on the scene and inadvertently <laughs> made the situation more dire when they began to cry at their children's misfortune. Whoa! Seeing their show of emotion, the enraged mermaid allegedly grabbed the boys once again and pulled them beneath the surface of the water where they met their tragic end. Holy fuck, man. The creature's creature's decision to kill the children is suspected of being because of the tears of their parents. Believe it or not, since local legend states that it is unwise to cry in front of a mermaid, lest one wish to die. Don't be crying in front of while the inc- yeah I didn't know this. While the incredibly strange stories might seem like pure fiction, it is being taken seriously by the authorities who have launched an investigation into the drowning deaths and say that the dam has been the site of similar mermaid deaths in the past. Give me a fucking break, man! Really. Uh, indeed, Zimbabwe has been home to a surprisingly number or surprising number of odd mermaid stories over the last few years, suggesting that fear of the legendary creature has taken hold of some residents, or perhaps there truly is something nefarious lurking in the waters uh, waiting to attack. Wow. Okay, this is amazing to me. So you're not supposed to cry in front of mermaids. See, this is something. I mean, I, I I learned something today. I feel good about this. Um, I had never heard that before. I hadn't either. I mean, huh. I've heard of. I think I've heard of mermaid tears being special. 
But I didn't know you weren't supposed to cry in front of mermaids. Can't fucking do it, man. Not supposed to do it. I mean, you want to go to Zimbabwe now? I don't. And look for mermaids? I don't think we have a choice. I mean, just don't cry in front of it. You'll be fine, apparently. You know, it reminds me of um, like when a killer whale will get a seal, like a sea lion, and take it by its tail and throw it up in the air. Have you seen this happen? Yeah. They just play with them. It was it was kind of reminding me of that. Um, man, Urbane sounds like it's just a straight prick. You know what I mean? Like, damn. Yeah, definitely. What a bitch. What a bitch. Man, Zimbabwe, huh? Yeah, apparently there's a lot of mermaid deaths there. We have to check so. this out. Maybe the History Channel should have went there there years ago instead of making a fake documentary. Yeah, what the fuck was that about? Because that was weird. I don't understand. That was weird, man. But yeah, what's the point of making a fake documentary when you could fucking go to Zimbabwe and... I mean, it's... It's science, bitches. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's fucking science, bitches. God... I just don't understand because, like, watching that documentary, where that's the one where the uh, they send the pod down, correct? The pod is underwater, yeah, it's and it's it. you see something come up and basically like uh, push its hands up mm-hmm. against the window. That was pretty fucked. Like, not gonna lie, it was pretty fucked. But yeah, totally fake. Totally fake. It's too bad. Bastards. Sons thought, uh- of bitches, man. Just sons of bitches. It's like my new favorite word. Oh, my goodness. So, I found this story here. It's called Beetlegeist, right? Which is a star. Uh, it's supposedly yeah. nine 900 times the size of the sun. And it's ready to explode. Now, it says... Uh, Betelgeuse is one of the brightest stars in the night sky. Scientists believe that it may become the brightest object in the near future. Um, It's located in the Orion constellation, 640 light years away, with 13% of its light uh, that's actually visible to the human eye. Now, according to astronomers, there's a good chance that the star has already become a supernova, and people on Earth will soon be able to see the fallout, uh, so to speak, of this astonishing celestial phenomenon. Uh, it's it's kind of interesting, I guess, but it's like it says it's a remarkably bright star, which is estimated about 900 times the size of our sun. Uh, it's a pulsating star, so its diameter is subject to change uh, as its outermost outermost layers are expelled. Now, the phenomenon uh, creates a dazzling effect when it appears as though uh, flames are flying from the star's surface. Researchers then have said that Betelgeuse is nearing the end of its life. Um, it's pretty interesting because now they're they're trying to figure out are we going to be able to see it? Um, are we not going to be able to see it? Um, but it does say that you know, despite the fact that it's around 600 light years away, the supernova state will will not pose any danger you know to to this solar system however it will be significantly uh, it will significantly excuse me alter the landscape of the night sky 
for a brief period. Some researchers believe that it'll be as bright um, as a thick uh, crescent moon, and others believe that it would basically you know blaze as brightly as the full moon. So I'm interested to see what happens with this, um, and if other people uh, begin to report on it as well, because I hadn't I hadn't heard of this yet. So I found that interesting. I- I heard of the star itself, but I've I haven't heard of the star. This, yeah, I've heard of the star. I just hadn't heard that it was already pretty much like they're suggesting it's already in the supernova uh, stage. Well, they say that most stars out there probably aren't even around anymore. I mean, exactly. not, not not even putting any light out anymore, right. um, and all kinds of new ones, of course, are, but their light hasn't gotten here yet, so. Ah, goodness gracious, buddy. So, I wonder, my thoughts on this is, um, I think it's probably going to be taken as a sign of the times of the end of the world. Once it actually... uh, Once they show up, like once you're able to see it. People are going to lose their shit. I guarantee it. There there will be a small percentage of people that are going to lose their shit. Now... That's why I was asking, basically, you know, if they do start reporting on this a little more um, like they do with, like, lunar eclipses, solar eclipses, things of that nature. They report that shit, like, on mainstream media, local news channels, things of that nature. Um, so it makes me wonder if they're going to do the exact same thing with this uh, this scenario. Because you're absolutely right, man. Like when they start to, when people start to see this giant freaking light that's like very, very bright, it's basically going to be like the brightest thing in the night sky. What are people going to say? They're going to be like, it's Jesus, you know, or what are they going to do? They're going to lose their shit. Like people are going to well, start- even at the, yeah, at the, at the very least, people that even know about it, they're going to read all kinds of things into it. Like, it's like going to be, they're going to tie all kinds of biblical texts and yeah. stories to it. Yeah. I'm sure Nostradamus and all kinds of other writers like that, they're going to find all these things that they think match up with this star <laughs> coming into the sky or this massive light coming in the sky. I'm excited to see what happens here, but I, I will say this. If one person mentions the the, the fucking word Nibiru or Planet X or anything, I might lose my shit. Oh, they will. <laughs> and you will too. I'm not going to. Not me. Cripes. Not even a little bit. It ain't gonna be me, man. Not me. Well, you just said that you'd lose your shit if somebody mentions that. In Somebody's going to mention it. Somebody most likely will. I mean, like, I told you. I fucking told you. I think one of my kids just fell out of bed or something. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's going on. Do you um, need to go check? Nah, I'm fine. Okay. Nobody's Is screaming. your kid fine? Yeah, they're fine. Nobody's screaming, so it's fine. Maybe they can't scream. Because they've been knocked unconscious? Or broken neck. That's possible. I'm going to go check real quick. <laughs> yeah, go check.
well, we'll see if uh, see if one of the kids died here. Well, he's coming back. All is well. All is fine. Oh yeah. Did you guys talk about anything interesting while I was gone, or what, man? I feel left out. Dead kids. Dead kids. Talked about dead kids? Yeah, just mentioned it briefly. That's not even cool, man. Like, why do you got to bring <laughs> shit up? Why do you got to bring shit like that no, up? No, 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 no. I meant if you... I, I was talking about if you don't come back, we know <laughs> we have a dead kid on our hands. Is that all you said? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. So I'm going to have I'm gonna have to cut that shit out of the... <laughs> oh, my God. Fun stuff. All right. All right. So this is a follow-up to a story we had last week with David. The Watcher writes again. Oh, shit. This comes from NJ.com, which is, I'm guessing, for New Jersey, uh, via Coast to Coast as well. Sure. Um, The saga of the sinister stalker known as The Watcher appears to be far from over as the mysterious writer recently sent another letter to the New Jersey home plagued by the unsettling missives. Um, now the center of a continuous court battle, the bizarre case began back in 2014 when a family purchased a new home in town of Westfield and soon received three threatening letters. In the chilling notes, a person calling themselves the Watcher claimed that they were rightful caretakers of the property and intimated that the family was in danger because they bought the house. Um, the subsequent lawsuit against the previous owners brought the tale to light and spawned worldwide headlines as well as a TV movie, although the watcher remains at large. I didn't know they had a TV movie. Was yeah. that in the article last week? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't remember that. Since that time, the stalker seemingly went silent after the letter successfully scared the family into moving, or not moving, into the now-abandoned home. However, their recent decision to rent the property... Is this the same story? I don't know. I mean, it could be. (laughs) Are you reading more? Yeah, because it does... Yeah, I was looking ahead, and I think this might be the same story that we had last week, but Damn just it. rewritten on site. Yeah, because it doesn't say anything about anything new. Yeah, that from what we talked about. So, Son of a scratch bitch. that story. Son of a bitch. I do want to. Uh, well, I don't know if I want to watch the TV movie of yeah. that. I don't know. Usually, like, the whole, like, TV movies and shit like that, they usually kind of suck out loud. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you sipping on over there, buddy? I am drinking Shop Top Ginger Wheat. Nice. It was two ninety nine for a six-pack. Get the, the girl, fuck the out of store. here. Two ninety nine for a six-pack? Yeah, I mean, and it's, it's not like it's cheap beer. It's just stuff that they didn't sell a lot of so they put it out for two ninety nine. They gave it the plain label pricing. That's what it is. <laughs> no. Good lord. Alright, so let's move on to this story then. Since okay. The last one was a bust. 
14,000-year-old village found on Canadian island. I saw this, man. I actually read through it, too. Interesting as hell. Yeah. Mysterious universe, where that comes from. The category... Okay, I'm just going to read this story as they have it written. The category is things that are old. What is the Pyramid of Giza? Good answer. What is Stonehenge better? What is (laughs) Heltzen village site on Triquet Island in British Columbia? Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. Charcoal recovered from a hearth buried in a Hiltzup village site dates back 14,000 years, making it one of the oldest First Nation settlements in North America and older than the Great Pyramid and Stonehenge combined. So crazy. Super crazy. Yeah, sorry, I was reading the chat. Uh, I I remember when we get the dates back. Uh, Okay, I was just, that was a weird quote added in the story. Anyways, attendees of the annual meeting of the Society of American Archaeology this week will hear about the discovery from Alicia Wavaro, a PhD student at the University of Victoria who worked at the excavation on Triquette Island, 200 miles south of the Alaskan border and about 310 miles west of Victoria, Canada. Uh, In addition to the charcoal, she and the rest of the archaeologists found rare artifacts such as a wooden projectile launching device called an atoll-atoll. Compound fish hooks and a hand drill used for lighting fires. Uh, it appears we have we had people sitting in one area making stone tools besides evidence of a fire pit. So 14,000 years ago seems yeah. pretty early to be making stone Oh, stone tools. No, not stone tools. I was I read that as metal in my head, but Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. I gotcha. Uh, The material that we have recovered from that trench has really helped us weave a narrative for the occupation of the site. The narrative lends credence to the stories told by the indigenous peoples of the Hiltzup tribe about ancient settlements that appear to date back prior to previously accepted estimates of their first arrival on the island. Stable sea levels kept the artifacts well-preserved, just a few feet below the current ground level. The artifacts and sediment also show that two tsunamis in the village's history may have caused residents to vacate for a time, and when they returned, changed their eating habits. The evidence shows Heltsuk people's ancestors hunting and eating seals, sea lions and other large mammals for about 7,000 years then switching to finfish and shellfish Uh, one of the best ways to determine how ancient cultures live is to look at their trash and there's a 5 meter deep trash heap that runs for 70 meters between the beach and the village that she plans to dig in next. The team will also begin similar excavations on other coastal islands to see if tsunamis resulted in dietary changes there. That's interesting. 
That's fuck. That's old. That's fucking really old. That's fourteen thousand years old. I mean, that's fucking old. Uh, I'd rather go there than Zimbabwe, honestly. You'd rather just go to Canada instead of Zimbabwe? I mean, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I'm fine with anything. I mean, we could drive to Canada. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Christ. Plus, we wouldn't get the shit knocked out of us by some, like, mermaid or anything like that. You know what I mean? So, Or some weird disease. I mean, there's that. But, I mean, it, whatever. Or not even weird disease. Some disease that, you know, we just don't have here in the States. You kissing off screen there? Don't you fucking worry about it, <laughs> bastard! You're just, cheating ups- on me. <laughs> You're just upset because it's not you. <laughs> oh my goodness! No, that was the missus. No, no. That's cool that uh, they found this area. I mean, that's so- really. 14,000 years ago. Yeah, exactly. So would that lend itself then to what then? I mean, what does that do for history and and what we know as indigenous Native Americans? Um, you know, did they come south? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, it, I wonder if they came across the land bridge there. Makes you wonder. Which direction they might have gone? I mean, well, yeah. I don't know how old Sumerian is, but that's pretty damn close to the same thing there. That's that's got to be. I think that this is. Um, it might not be Homo sapien, Homo sapien, or Homo sapien sapien, or whatever we are currently. It may be one step below one step us. Below? But but I mean, obviously had uh, a fair amount of intelligence. Yeah. About them. I mean, hunting and gathering alone, you know. Yeah, and they had fire and they made tools and stuff. So. Right, right. I wonder what they did for entertainment. Each other? <laughs> probably. They probably <laughs> only lived like 20 years. It probably months. wasn't very long, man. It probably wasn't very long. So they got to plant the seed, you know what I'm saying? Like, they got to get it. I gotta get after it. What are you giggling about? I'm serious. This is science, damn it. Here. Science, yeah. It is. It's <laughs> science, bitches. See? Come on. Science. <laughs> damn. So I um I pulled an interesting story, but I think we're gonna wait. I think we're gonna wait until after the break. I think we should take a break first. Um, listen to a word from our sponsors. We'll come back with this because I don't know. Like, it's an interesting story, that's for sure. So we'll uh, we'll come back with this cool story, and yeah, we'll be right back. Welcome to Paranormal Warehouse. Paranormal Warehouse is the ultimate social media website for paranormal investigators and researchers. Create a profile. Add friends. Upload video, audio, and photographic evidence. Discuss theories and techniques in the forum. Create a group for your team or find a team to join. Watch, listen, and comment on evidence uploaded by other users. Join today and support Paranormal Unity. It's free. 
visit ParanormalWarehouse.com to join. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're waiting for you. Life is a mystery. Confusion is all around us. The truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Maybe it was the ghost of an alien that worked for the government. You know, you removed the alien anal probe out of the story, and it probably wasn't this guy's worst Saturday night. Welcome to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. All viewed through sceptical eyes and the blurry lens of a beer bottle. Listen to Brent and John make sense of it all each week. By subscribing, find us on iTunes by searching Hysteria 51 or anywhere else fine podcasts are sold. All right, and a big thank you to our sponsors, the fine gentlemen over at Paranormal Warehouse and uh, our buddies over at Hysteria 51 podcast. Mr. Koopsik, did you get a refill? I did. Nice, nice. I got another beer. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did forget to mention a few things, and let's do it now before we yeah, get let's back do into it. the news. Do it now. We got some texts. What? Somebody and somebody's not too happy with us. One of them. Well, let's do it. And it's all your fault, actually. Yeah, well, fuck it. It usually <laughs> is, right? Let me sign into him here. Yeah, I want to hear this. <laughs> so we'll go. Uh, why is it not? It hates you. I just, I think I hit too many buttons. You just button um, mashing? So. Did you get it? Yes, I'm just trying to figure out which one we go to. Um. All right, so first one. I feel your pain about being sick of the rain. I live about 10 miles south or north of Seattle, and we've had roughly five sunny days since October. It's been an insanely awful winter and spring. Didn't say who he was or she. Yeah. Um, I told them that I love winter. It's my favorite season, but you have to have a few sunny days mixed in there. Yeah, for sure. Um, here we go. Hey guys, it's Faye and Jen from Cali. What awesome up? watching you live on Facebook. Just saying, hey. This is very sweet. Very very um, sweet. I can't remember if I mentioned this before. Um, <laughs> hey guy, or hey guys, Melon Roses here, listening from the mountains of Virginia. Thanks for the doll story. I might not sleep tonight. This was from a while ago, but this is yeah. my friend. Um, my friend Rashid. So, and then even someone cool. just not too long ago says, I enjoy the live show, guys. Tune in every chance I get. Smelling Roses listening from the mountains of Virginia. Keep up the great work. Nice, man. Love then uh, Shaggy always likes to. Hell yeah, man. Text every week. Let me get back to. Here we go. Well, I don't know about psychic, but I make predictions. I've gotten the nickname at work. 
Shaq Stradamus. Shaq Stradamus. But in the case of the lady having a baby or not, I'm not getting anything. Maybe I need to be closer to her to pick up on it. Yeah. And then he says, the thing that is most disturbing to me about the ghost ships that were left without a crew was the lack of respect for the coffee. Hashtag respect the coffee. Respect the coffee. (laughs) And then finally... So this came in after Ghost Ships. Um, I don't understand why fuck has to be every other word. I feel like you're a seven-year-old at a sleepover that just learned a naughty word and you're just the coolest thing ever for talking like that. However, it's starting to ruin the show. Oh. So I messaged listen. them back and said, thanks for your input. Didn't realize we were saying it so much. And then I listened to the episode. I probably say it every other word, Koopsik. And that's like You said it at least 10 day. times, and I didn't say it once. Well, you so never say it. Get mad at me. You get never say Josh. it. And here's the deal. I'm sorry, okay? But I'm just going to say it because <laughs> somebody has to fucking say it, right? Okay? So if you don't enjoy it, stop listening. Like, it's really yeah. not that big of a deal, and it's not that lofty of a concept. Just shut the fuck up. Like, sorry. But, yeah. I mean, that's fine. You can have your opinion. That's great. But go listen to another podcast that's not mature rated. There it is. We all good? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> all right. So I've got this story here. If I can pull this up. Um, it's a... So I just pulled this. And it's a... Uh, more or less like a... It's just a sound clip. If I can make this work. Are you ready okay. for this? Okay, here we go. What is it? This has to be one of the most bizarre lawsuits in Hollywood history. An author is suing the studio behind the super successful Conjuring franchise for $900 million, which is just slightly more than the films made at the box office. The Conjuring movies and the spin-off Annabelle tout themselves as being based on the true case files of the Warrens. The Warrens were a married pair of paranormal investigators. Gerald Brittle wrote a book about them in 1980 called The Demonologist. Brittle said the Warrens signed an agreement with him in 1978 stating that they aren't allowed to make or contract any works based on the same subject as Brittle's book with anyone but him. But in 1997, Warner Brothers signed an agreement with the Warrens for the rights to make movies based on their case files, which Brittle says violates his pre-existing contract with the Warrens. In 2015, Brittle sent a cease and desist letter trying to fight the release of The Conjuring 2, saying that he had the exclusive rights to the Warrens' case files. Warner Brothers responded by saying the films weren't based on the demonologist, but instead on historical facts. That's where Brittle and his legal team think they have a chance to beat Warner Brothers. Brittle says there's nothing factual about the Warrens' case files because ghosts and witches aren't real, and neither are dolls who murder people. (laughs) Brittle and many other skeptics claimed that the Warrens perpetuated a hoax for years. Brittle's lawyer said this, To the extent the defendant's movies are not based on historical facts, 
They cannot claim they are protected by the fair use doctrine exemption to copyright. In order to prove that the Warrens' findings are indeed historical facts, Warner Brothers would have to make the biggest paranormal breakthrough in history and prove that a witch killed herself outside a farmhouse, that evil spirits are real, and that Annabelle is coming to get you. We reached out to Warner Brothers, but they declined to comment. And at this point, the lawsuit has been filed, but Warner Brothers has yet to receive it. So there you go. That's pretty much the entire the entire thing. So it sounds like Warner Brothers is in some pretty hot water here. Like, have you heard this story? Did you read any of this? Uh, it's kind I of been saw making the headline on the story. <clears throat> it's been kind of making its rounds. Go ahead. No, uh, it's a bullshit lawsuit. Yeah, but it's a bullshit lawsuit that they may win. You know what I mean? I see. The law is one thing, but it's still up to the judges or a jury to make a determination on it. They don't right. have to follow the law. They can say you're being stupid <laughs> and say no. No, I guess he did say they. One of them has to. They have to claim. You know, decide they even want to hear the case to begin with. They don't. You don't have to hear the case. That's true. So I mean, so they could they could bumped around for however long. Well, bumped around and then ultimately what? Thrown out? I mean, just done away with entirely. Is that kind I think, of? Well, I'm not, I'm not. I don't know exactly, but I think it's. it's I, I'm not a. I'm a doctor. Damn it! Not. That's right. Not a lawyer. That's right. That's right. <laughs> It's interesting to me because this guy is claiming that he has, um, you know, rights to all of these case files or what have you. <clears throat> now, in another article that I was reading about this guy uh, that authored The Demonologist, you know, all about Ed and Lorraine and all of that and their cases, um, it was interesting Um because he did say uh, in a few of these interviews. Now, it's it's very odd to me because obviously when he's writing these books and he's um, releasing the releasing the books, he's all on board with this. He's on board with all of this paranormal everything, right? Um, but now, magically, he's he's skeptical. He says none of this stuff actually happened. And he says that Ed Warren said, well, you're the writer. That's why we hired you on to do this. Uh, make something up and make it good. Like, I don't know who to believe anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's interesting. It's very interesting. I, mean, I don't believe it. I don't believe anybody. So that's the bitch of it is pretty much nowadays. Who the hell can you trust anyway? Right. I mean, especially, I don't know, man, like, <laughs> when it comes to, like, just the paranormal field in general, it seems like there's a lot of, um, what's the word, charlatans? I, I feel like there's a lot of hokey crap out there. I'll put it that way. Yeah. I'll put it that way. Um, Donna in the chat says, Andrea... Perrin has been posting about this a lot. Um, oh, has she? Maybe probably, we should have her back on the show. About we probably it. We've should. We've had her on the show before. I would love to hear what she has to say about this because I know before, uh, 
we brought it up a little bit because there was a family um, that had lived there or was currently living there in that house. I forget exactly which. Um, they have been saying some pretty pretty damning things and pretty hurtful things uh, towards the and concerning the parent family uh, and more or less with you know the the movie The Conjuring and all of that and that I believe when we had her on the show The Conjuring 2 was just about to hit was that about right the time frame wise yeah I, I, I think so yeah I think it was definitely uh, about to hit um, but regardless I mean they it just goes to show that, you know, when you have something, uh, something that's noteworthy, something that's gaining a lot of attention, you're going to gain just as much negative attention as positive attention. And, I, you know, Andrea, I've, I've sat down with her, uh, talked with her. Uh, I mean, she is like, I don't know. She's one of the nicest people I've personally ever met. I mean, she was an amazing person. Uh, just to chat with. I I don't see her. Um, I don't see her bullshitting this at all. Uh, when you see her uh, give a lecture or speak about the events that happened in that house, like the conviction in her face, um, that I mean that says it all to me right there. I'm a fairly good judge of character, I think, um, for the most part. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but yeah. I don't know, man. Like, it's so weird, like, that this guy is taking it that far to to sue the movie studio for creating something, for creating a work of, of fiction. You know what I mean? I lost you. Did I lose you? No, I was reading uh, Rick. Rick Rose says there's, says, what's that behind Josh? Stop it, Rick. There's nothing behind me. Come on. There's nothing behind me. It's my. There's a bookcase back there. There's another shelving unit right over here. Other than that, nothing. Nothing. Sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. I see stuff back there all the time. I don't tell you. Because half the show can't be screaming. That's not true. There's not crap behind <laughs> me. You don't see anything. I'm going to turn off my video. Oh. Rick said today his uh, he turned he opened up his Facebook and all it was was just stuff about the conference because I posted so much today. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's a good thing, man. Um, it's definitely a good thing. It's going to be fun. I mean, come on. Why don't you get into that a little bit? Tell people who's all going to be there. Yeah, I could do that. Let me grab do that. <clears throat> I think I'm dying. Are you? I think so. Probably because of that thing behind you. It's got to be. It's got to be it. It's All right. So this is a preliminary list. Though everybody that I'm going to list here has confirmed that they want to do it. You know, things can change. So um, first off, we have our very own Josh Hurd back again for the fourth time. Fourth time? <laughs> I got him out. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Diamond oh, back again for the sixth time. Well, he missed one year, so fifth time. Yeah, yeah. Christopher Coyote Sutton. 
We've had him on the show here, and he spoke last year. Dude, he is so much fun. Go look him up. He is yeah, so much definitely. fun. Oh, man. It's going to be great. Another person we had on the show recently, David Glidden. going to be speaking again this year. Yep. Ed Green. He's going to be talking about Native American paranormal stuff again. Heck yes. Steve Hayes is going to be back again this nice. year. Nice. A new person, Rick Park, is also a part of what Steve Hayes does, and uh, as far as the true ghost stories and and whatnot. So, yeah. um, I'm, but he's going to be talking on other things as well. I believe I actually haven't sat down. I've known Rick for a long time, so, um, I know he's been speaking. So, yeah. uh, sh- another new person, which who you know as well, we met last year. He was at the conference, but he wasn't speaking. Dan Williams. Yes, yes. He's going to be speaking this year. I'm very excited for that, show. man. We inter- yep, absolutely. Uh, oh, another another new guy, Shane Pittman. He is out of Atlanta, and he's a podcaster and paranormal investigator and movie maker and stuff as well. So Perfect. he's coming up to speak. Uh, Brandon Callahan, most likely. I don't have a hundred percent. He has to check his work schedule, but he wants to. So cool. It's gonna be a good time, Scott, buddy. Scott Nelson, the Bigfoot guy, probably Absolutely. be back again this year. Um, it's either Hector's cousin or brother. Alvin Lugo is also a big Bigfoot hunter out of uh, Florida, and he's gonna be coming and speaking. Oh, dude, sweet. Um. Gene Walker with MUFON, Missouri MUFON. I was just going to we'll ask. Speaking again this year. Just going to ask, yep. And. We're going to have MUFON back. We also have another UFO speaker that I just confirmed with today, and hey. you've heard him on this show. Adnan yes. is going to be yes. speaking at the conference this year. So He is a rad mamma jamma. We have a few few other slots a few other people i'm talking to but that's i mean like i said i have so many people already that it's already already booked dude him and i adnan i went outside i was smoking a cigarette him and i got to chatting and i swear to god we spent an hour and a half outside Mm -hmm. like talking about some crazy off the grid crap it was amazing very very cool stuff and we got more vendor space this year. Yeah, and, I'm excited, man. Uh, Nathan Leet is already confirmed that he is going to be there again Sweet. this year. And Jim's in the Mist is the long time. since the second conference. Yeah, yeah. She comes and sells all her you know, stones and jewelry and whatnot. And as far as I know, the prices she charges are like half of what you would normally pay for that kind of stuff. It's awesome. Big Rip definitely confirmed to be back again this year. That's a bonus. <clears throat> so you can go to KansasCityParacon.net and tickets are for sale already. It's only 10 bucks a day or $18 for both days if yeah. you pay ahead. And if you are a member of a Mason or if you're a Masonic member um, anywhere... Bring your card at the door and you get half price tickets. Sweet. That's a deal. And we'll have a full kitchen with all you know, all kinds of good food and stuff. The vittles. With all the vittles. They got some good food, man. It's very impressive. Last year 
I had to eat a ton of food because I was drinking a ton of, yeah. uh, oh my God. Man, big rip, man. Jeez. Great beer. Great beer. Are we doing the pre-party? I'm Just say yes. I'm trying to work that out. Just say if yes. If we don't have a pre-party, we're going to do it at some point. Because this year we're doing it a Friday and Saturday. Yeah. I don't know how many people can come in on Thursday. I'm there. To do the party, <laughs> but there. we'll figure it out. I'm totally there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's a great time. It's always a great time. Now, we also got something uh, fun going on in May, you and I. Uh, we're going to be skipping yes. around. Holding hands at uh, Malvern Manor. We're going to be creeping out uh, the guys from Ghost Hunters. Dustin Perry and uh, KJ McCormick. They're going to be making a stop over at uh, Malvern Manor and the Velisca Axe Murder House, which is just 30 miles away from uh, the manor. It's going to be a blast, man. We're hunting both places, uh, rubbing elbows kicking back, having some grub, and uh, Q&A sessions, autograph signings, all sorts of fun stuff, man. I, I can't wait. It's going to be great. Plus, added little bonus, it's your birthday. Yeah. They say it's your I birthday. Mean, I- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <clears throat> Go ahead. Okay, so I will tell you one thing. If if you get people to sing me happy birthday... What's going to happen? Or I'll, I'll walk out, I'll leave. What do you mean? You know, at restaurants, you know, well, I, I'll come back, but you know how sometimes at restaurants, yeah. um, your parents will tell the person yeah. to come sing to you or whatnot? Yeah, I our buddy Spurrier, remember when Spurrier did that to my wife? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> remember that shit? Right before we went to the squirrel cage jail. Yeah, yeah, yep. at the Applebee's. Yep. <laughs> anyway. So the last what? time that happened, yeah, I was at think? a busy restaurant with my family. I got up and left. Like, as they walked up, they had the first note come out. I just stood up and walked away. It was your birthday? Yeah. I was like, fuck it. Don't sing to me on my birthday. Were you, let me ask you this. What, like, going into the restaurant. Were you already dreading it? Were you already suspicious that something no, like that could happen? No, because they hadn't. I, they know that I get up and walk away. I think my grandparents told them, and they didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently Jason doesn't like that. <laughs> no, I literally told the waitress that um, I, as she was walking up, she said, or as she started, I, and I stood up, she said, where are you going? And I said, I don't think I, I just looked at her and walked out. Damn, man. That's awesome. So do not, do not have anybody sing happy birthday. Now, what if, what if Dustin Perry were to serenade you in some way? Uh, you know me. I don't give in to peer pressure. Yeah, but Dustin, I like Dustin. I want to meet Dustin. And he loves to sing. I mean, Dustin loves to sing. What? I mean. It, I don't think I, I don't I don't think I would sit there. <laughs> I, I honestly don't think I would. I would gladly take your place. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It's so gotta this be fun. Justin literally right now. Yeah, let's I just confirmed another speaker this minute. Hey, you heard it here first. Chuck Chuck motherfucking Banks. Yes. Charles Anthony yes. 
And it's good be because we were missing that psychic medium this year. Hell yes. He's definitely going to be there now. Oh, my God. That's good shit. Is he listening right now? Mm, I don't like, think is that so. Why, uh, just... Is that why he hopped on it? Because we were talking about it? Damn, that's awesome. Hold on. <laughs> you got to text him back now? No. He sent me... So he sent me his bio. Yeah. But he also sent me Paul's bio. Right, so they're both coming? But Paul is in New Jersey, right? Up, yeah. Paul Paul is coming. It's going to be both Paul and Charles. Get the fuck out of here. I am so excited. It's going to be their point of ascension uh, yep. presentation or whatnot. Dude, this is going to be a blast. Oh, my God. Okay. We need to start playing in the pre-party, I feel. I feel like we need a, a pre-party... Uh, yeah. We're going to have to make this happen. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Big Rip's party room. On a thirsty Thursday night. What do you think? <laughs> well, I, it's not, well, uh, it's not, I won't have anything going that Thursday night, I don't, I don't think. Maybe it'll just be you and me then. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Uh, David says he's going to make me a birthday video. Yes. I, uh, you yes. can make all the videos yes. you want. I'm not going to stand in the room while you sing to me. Well, that's fine. If you can stand in the room while we play the video. <laughs> like, you'll think that you're about to watch, like, some really good trailer for some new upcoming documentary or some shit like that. And then it'll be, like, David Glidden freaking naked popping out of a cake. <laughs> <laughs> singing all Maryland. It better, it better not be David Glidden <laughs> naked popping out of a cake. You know, there could be worse things popping out of a cake than a naked David Glidden. Come on. Just that. Well, uh, as I, I'm sure that's true. That doesn't mean that I want to see that. Devil's advocate. Just throwing it out there. That's fine, buddy. And I tell you what, if you want to have fun with the uh, the phone calls and the texts as well, you can uh, shoot us a shoot us a line over at nine one three seven three zero seven two five five ectoplasmshow dot com. We're also Instagramming and tweeting at ectoplasm show, um, and the ectoplasm show on Facebook, ectoplasm show on YouTube. Am I forgetting other things as well? The Pod Bros Network. Go right. to podbros.com. We are Pod Bros. I like so that. So go check them out. I like that. We are Pod Bros. Uh, David Glidden says he's bringing a kazoo. Yes. Um, I don't know if this... Com- I doubt this is confirmation. <laughs> I mean, he may come, but Rick Rose says where there's beer, there's Rick. And there will be beer at the conference. Rick's so. coming. Rick's coming. Rick better come, yeah. He's coming. He's totally coming. I'm going to make it. <laughs> Hell yes. My birthday. Okay, all these people talking about or David. My birthday is not for another month and a half, so <laughs> don't start sending me shit now. We could start. I mean, it'd be fine. 
I think we should just keep you this going up until... I'll take presents. Nah, I... <laughs> we need to get this going now. A good solid month and a half of birthday love for Dr. Feelgood. Um, yeah. Leading up to May 20th. Oh, God, idea. that's scary. What's that, buddy? Rick said a beardless naked Rick. Yeah. He shaved off the beard. I know. Shaved he her looks, off, man. He looks like a little kid. Like. <laughs> oh, man. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. Start calling him Haystack. Haystack. <laughs> that's from, the, that's from oh, it. Good sauce, my friend. Cool, cool. Well, I tell you what, guys. I think we are going to uh, go ahead and let you go for the evening. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. We will catch you again bright and early Friday morning um, with our topic show. We haven't picked the topic yet. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we're kicking some things around. So we will talk to you very, very soon. Peace out.